I'm Joey Braun. And I'm Avery Chapman. Welcome to Season 3 of the Mindshape Podcast. We bring you stories from everyday people that are meant not only to be inspiring and motivating, but also to be stimulating and captivating. The topics we will discuss this season will bring up the most inquisitive conversations. We want our listeners to know that some of our episodes contain explicit and real-life sensitive content. The words used and said in some episodes may be triggers to memories, experiences, and or unwanted events in your life or someone else's. Your discretion is strongly advised. Welcome to another episode of the Mind Shape Podcast. As always, I am here with my co-host, the world traveler, the pianist, the entrepreneur, Avery Chapman. How are you doing today, Avery? It's a great day to be alive. It's a beautiful day to be alive. Uh, it's a happy Sunday, Sunday fun day. So I'm happy to be on another episode and speaking with our guest today. Speaking of our guests, we are super excited to have Robin Israel on. Uh, Robin, how are you today? Hi, I'm good. I'm super happy to be here. Very excited. As excited as we are as well. Uh, This is going to be a great episode. Um, So for our listeners, uh, they want to learn more about you, about your story. Give them a brief overview about the story you're going to be talking about today. Um, So, well... I'm Robin. Um, I'm 22 years old, born and raised in Chicago. Um, My story is just basically what it's like to grow up with um, chronic illness, invisible chronic illness, um, specifically POTS, uh, which is what mainly changed my life um, and kind of how how I've dealt with it. Awesome. Let's let's kind of dive into that. So for people who don't know what POTS is, give them a little a bit of um, an idea so they can grasp it. So, well, it stands for postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. I know it's a little bit of a mouthful. Um, and about one in a hundred people are diagnosed every year. Um, it can affect your heart, your lungs, and your brain mainly. Um, but yeah. <laughs> No, I mean that sounds like it's 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 very serious. Now, how many um is that a, is it a, is it more of a common condition? Is it is it rare or how many people do you think are diagnosed every year with POTS? So, I was actually diagnosed about 5 years ago, um and at that time it was pretty rare um because no one knew what it was. It pretty much had a any symptom you can think of is what people with POTS feel. Um so they would get diagnosed with a million other things besides uh, POTS. And um, I got lucky that my doctors actually knew what it was and they diagnosed me early. Um, But they do think that it's becoming much more common um, once they're finding out, once they're being able to diagnose more people because more people have been finding out about it. That's got to be scary. Yeah, a little bit. My heart dropped when they first told me because I had no clue. (laughs) Right. I mean... Yeah. And it's, you know, it's more, they're learning more about it. So, you know, you're learning as you're going and the doctors are learning as they're going. So 
you're in a very awkward position of just not knowing what's going on, right? Yeah. I mean, I've definitely had to do a lot of my own research. <laughs> That's for sure. At, at what time were you diagnosed with this? What age were you? I was 17, so my junior year of high school. Okay, wow. So how did that affect high school? Um, it actually affected high school a lot. So I have been a varsity athlete pretty much my entire life. And then all through high school, I was on varsity soccer and cross country. Um, and then I noticed like, like end of junior year, senior year, my performance was kind of dropping and I had no idea why. Like it got to the point when I couldn't even walk upstairs without feeling like I was going to faint. And it's like, I'm a varsity athlete that shouldn't necessarily be happening. Um, and yeah, I ended up going to the doctor because I had all these funky symptoms. I couldn't breathe properly and it wasn't related to my asthma. Um, I would feel like I need a faint every two minutes. My heart would beat out of my chest. Um, so yeah, it was crazy. No, that sounds crazy. And to think that you didn't even know what was going on and you're like, you're struggling through sports at this point. Struggling to walk up the stairs, it sounds like, and mm -hmm. and then you find out that you're diagnosed with uh, POTS. And so, did you continue playing sports, or did you have to stop altogether? So, in high school, I did continue to play. Um, I didn't really let it stop me. Um, but once I got to college, my symptoms uh, kind of took over. And um, there was a good two years straight when I didn't do any sort of physical activity except for maybe walking. Um, I couldn't run more than like five feet. Otherwise, like I just like felt like I was dying. Like I ran a marathon. Um, and so I had to give up sports for a little bit. And that was really tough because sports were my entire life um, as a kid. No, that's that's super rough that, you know, you had to give up sports and you couldn't continue on that path. I know for me, um, I can definitely relate to you on that level. Uh, I have an autoimmune disease as well. And there was a point where I was diagnosed. I was a star soccer player. Uh, I did all these different things. And in a blink of an eye, I went to not being a sports, not being mm -hmm. an athlete. I couldn't run, couldn't walk. So it was a muscle disorder and it broke my heart. So yeah. I can't, I can't even only imagine you know, what you were going through at that moment of just, and relating to it, it just breaks your heart to in that moment, go through all that and then be told like, wow, I can't do what I love. And yeah. it really stinks. I mean, mentally and you know, what, what was like the mental aspect for you? Um, obviously going through that, figuring that out on the, in the process of figuring that out, you know, walk us through that. I'm so I mean, mentally, it took a big toll on me. Naturally, I'm just a very like positive person. So I try to find the good in almost anything that I can. Um, I did actually later on, I found the good in my autoimmune disease. I'm like realizing all like the good it has given me. But when I was first diagnosed, um, it was really tough. Um, they say that people with POTS are more likely to have depression and anxiety on top of it because it does impact how much oxygen and blood get, uh, gets to your brain. Um, so all of those things kind of got factored in and I was trying so hard not to let myself get too down about it. Um, so in the beginning it was really rough, um, especially since we didn't really know what was going on. 
Um, but now that I've kind of got it figured out, it's manageable. I know what I'm doing. Um, it's definitely a lot. It's a lot better. And we love to hear that. Um, it's definitely awesome. And you can, you can still do sports and do different things, do what you want to do. Um, you obviously probably have some limitations, but, um, you still, you probably can do a little bit more now than you could. And that's due to obviously something that we need to talk about next, which is, you know, what you changed and how you adjusted, especially with nutrition. I know we talked about on the phone. Mm-hmm. You know, walk us through that process and you know how that's affected you, you know what you eat, different things like that. So yes, um, originally I wasn't going to school for nutrition. Um, what got me into it was um, I went and I actually saw a nutritionist after I was diagnosed um, and she gave me a list of foods to kind of cut out and I was doing some research on my own. Um, basically, water level needed to be um, much higher than it was, and I needed to also up my salt intake. Um, those were the first two big things that I did. Um, and then it was a lot of drastic changes, like no more sugar, no alcohol, no um, overly processed foods. And a lot of like my diet kind of consisted of those things, you know, like I was a teenager, like that's kind of what everyone ate. Um So that was really tough for me. My diet did a whole 180. I went more to plant-based foods. Um, I still eat meat and all of that, but it was more whole foods and I was cooking for myself. Um, So it was a lot lot healthier of a diet. And then later on, it just became more specific and I I cater it more to what my symptoms are now. So um, like for salt foods, it's not like, processed salty foods. It's more like, what can I add? Like maybe a little bit of soy sauce into my meal or things like that. That's awesome. And, you know, I'm going to have to, after we get off of, you know, this podcast, I'm going to have to get some information from you, you know, on specific diets, because I personally have eaten fast food for the past two weeks, every single day. And, you know, (laughs) I got to switch bad, it up. You're bad, bro. You're bad, I know. <laughs> I got to switch it up. I got to get on Robin's diets and things like that. <laughs> but how did you come up with this? Because for me, food is like the key to my heart. And so I love food. And I don't know if that's like something you love as well, but what made you dive into nutrition other than just pots? Like, I understand that nutrition is huge in your life and it affects you and it helps with your symptoms, but what, what made you, what had, I mean, like, how'd you figure that out? Like what had you stumble upon that? So, I mean, it kind of started when I first started eliminating foods, for example, like sugar. Um, I noticed on the, I was very in tune with my body. Um, So when I would eat a certain like, food that had a lot of sugar in it, I wouldn't be able to breathe properly for the next week after. And I would kind of test myself and see like, okay, let's see what happens when I eat this or when I eat this. And I would pay attention to what symptoms I would feel, um, whether it would be a day later or like I would kind of keep a diary of everything I was eating. And I was like, wow, like when I cut certain foods out, like it makes a drastic difference. And just that whole idea of how food has been able to seriously impact the way that I feel more than like, this has nothing even to do with medication. Like this is just food that we're talking about. Um, 
And I felt so amazing when I eliminated certain things that I was like, you know what, like, this is what I need to go into. Because I feel like I can help so many other people like me, who have struggled. And there's almost like an easy answer right in front of you, you know? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, being able to do that and obviously keeping that diary of looking at what you eat, what you consume and, and seeing what makes me feel bad and what makes me feel better is that's, that's awesome. I mean, that's something that I know Avery just talked about. Oh, you only ate fast food for a week. I, I definitely need to keep a diary or a journal of the food I eat because there are some foods that don't make me feel good and there's some foods that make me feel better. So like I said, mm-hmm. I might have to get some information from you as well. But, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but nutrition is not my strong suit and you know my body is important and all of our bodies are very important so it's important what we put into them mm-hmm. um, so going down that you know if somebody say was dealing with something like this uh, looking for nutrition advice or different things like that you know i mean what would you tell them Even in the new year, it's hard to start a new routine. But if you're one of the 34% of Americans who made a resolution to be less stressed, Headspace is here to help. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is proven to help you feel better. Their approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. And you don't have to be a guru. Headspace is great for all levels of meditators, whether you tried it a little bit and you're just a beginner or you're curious or intimidated by it. Personally, I was super excited when Headspace reached back out to us and decided to be a sponsor of this podcast. I've been using Headspace for around three months now to get myself in a more mindful state. I'm constantly busy, working my job, working on the podcast, doing a hundred things at once. I never take the time to sit down, be calm, and be in the present moment. Now, I didn't want to start with anything complicated, so I looked online and I found Headspace. Like I said before, Headspace is for all levels of meditators. I didn't know what to expect when I downloaded the app, but it turned out to be amazing. Headspace started me off with the basics. Going through a couple lessons each day and remaining consistent allowed me to learn more about meditation and slowly become better at sitting still and being more present in the moment. I'm really excited. And that's because since Headspace decided to sponsor this podcast, you guys get one month free. I really believe that if you're interested in getting more mindful and getting into meditation, that Headspace is the way for you to go. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace meditation is made simple. Go to headspace.com slash mindshape. That's headspace.com slash mindshape for a free one-month trial. This trial gives you access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash mindshape today. Um, I mean, the best thing I could say is really, I think, first of all, keeping a diary is really helpful, um, especially because it's really hard for people to remember what they ate to the T, like the day before, or a week before. 
Um, and so when you feel a certain way, it's really good to be able to have something to look back on. Um, and just like whole foods, like whether some people need to cook their foods because the raw foods are too much in their digestive system. So it gets really down to the nitty gritty of things. Um, I don't always recommend like, oh, go straight to the super strict diet, but like start slowly, start noticing like what foods are causing triggers for you. Cause a lot of times people don't realize that certain foods are causing triggers because they've been eating it their whole life. Um, like for example, I had eczema my entire life. I cut out gluten in high school. I've been eczema free for about five years. Um, which is insane because it's like I ate gluten my whole life and I had no idea it was having such an impact on me. Um, so I think that that's just like something really important to keep in mind. No, a hundred percent. And, um, you know, your body's your temple and you have to take care of your temple and, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You, you've used nutrition in a way to impact your life in terms of something you were diagnosed with. And that's super interesting. And so you obviously have seen positive results. Do you ever think about like starting a cookbook or something? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that's definitely the goal down the line. Um, I'm sure you've looked at uh, my Instagram account. Um, and I, because of all the allergies I also had growing up and still do have, I try to cater a lot of my recipes towards allergy friendly meals, but ones that still taste good enough that people who don't have allergies would still want to eat them. Um, so yes, definitely cookbook down the line. (laughs) That would be awesome. I would definitely buy that cookbook. No doubt. (laughs) Uh, I definitely need (laughs) some nutritional advice. But in terms of uh, your diagnosis, uh, where does your where did you find strength to get through it? Because I remember being a high school athlete and even a college athlete. You need strength to get through those sports, to keep going, to keep striving for greatness. When you were diagnosed with this, you I know you wanted to keep going. I know you wanted to, uh, you know, power through it. Where did you find strength? Um, honestly, it's just, I think I'm a believer that everything happens for a reason. And, um, I actually did get a scholarship to go run cross country for a school in California, um, that I had to turn down. And my whole thought process is just like, you know what, like I probably just wasn't meant to go there at this time. Um, and like something better is coming for me. Like, I think just being able to hold a positive attitude about the situation and every single day I'd wake up and I'd feel horrible and I'd be like, you know what, what can I do to fix this? What can I do to change it? So constantly I was giving myself that motivation to keep going. Um, even though I had doctors telling me, you know what, this is a lifelong illness. You're going to be on medications for your whole life. And those things just kind of, I feel like put you down a little bit when you're stuck with this negative, um, kind of this negative attitude about what you have. And it's like, you know what, like I've been able to turn something, this into something so much more positive, um, just through my attitude and how I go about trying to heal myself. Um, and I'm always doing my own research and reading books. Um, and I think, just being positive and motivating yourself and then seeing those results, I think even helps more, you know? Definitely. 
Definitely. No, it was well said. And I really want to dive into, you know, what what are some future goals for yourself? I mean, we talked about the cookbook, but, you know, you could do some work with other people, helping them with their diets, working one-on-one, working groups, or building something on your own. What are some goals that you have for the future? Um, and And why do you have them? So, um, I mean, as a kid, I've always wanted to help people. That was just the main thing. Like I I always knew I was gonna, I wanted to do something that, that would impact people in a good way. And, um, so I guess my future goal is just, I want to be able to have my own private practice one day, um, and even work in, um, hospitals. I'd love to work with people with chronic illness. Um, and ones that are less known, like people who have POTS or um, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome um, or anything that's less known about, because a lot of these people are looking for answers that most of the world doesn't have for them. So I would love to be that answer. You know, I'd love to be able to help them find a way to heal or to feel at least some ease with what they're going through. And I think that it's really positive that I can relate to them too. Um, I think that's always really good is when you have someone who also struggled like you. So you can see the positive. You can, you can, you feel like you have somebody to talk to about it and they would understand you. Um, so that's definitely a goal of mine is just to be able to work with people, um, with chronic illness and of course anybody. Um, but I, I want to help people who don't have, someone necessarily to go to whenever they want. I love that. And it's so important to be that person for other people, especially what you've been through, what you've experienced, you know, maybe not bad luck, but just what's supposed to happen. Everything happens for a reason, like you said before, and now you're in a better position with experience to help other people that need that same help, whether it be with no one else to go to or someone else with an autoimmune disease. Um, I could be one of those people for sure. I have an mm-hmm. autoimmune. So sign me up uh, for nutrition. 100%. I'm serious about that. Um, it's something I really need to work on on my end. And yeah, I mean, it would stink to give up uh, some some sweets and sugars. I don't just cringe thinking about it. You but, do get uh, used to it. I promise you that. After about three weeks, you don't even think about it. <laughs> Are you sure, Robin? I don't know about Three that. weeks. I don't know. I think I'm going to be craving that Nutella after three weeks. Right. <laughs> they do right. have, they do have good alternatives. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, uh, three weeks. I mean, I think it would take me a little longer than that just because um, – my why I'd have to keep, I'd have to like write it and grade it my brain, like a tattoo that it's for my health because, you know, I'd want that, that, that food. Like, I mean, there's, I love food. Like every said before, it's like a staple of my life. It's yeah. I mean, I could definitely probably adjust to this, to a new type of nutrition. It's just, whew, I don't know it's, about you, Avery. It's very difficult. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm on my way to get Culver's right after this, so uh, it would that would be hard. It would be really tough, but just like you, I mean, there are probably great alternatives, and I'm gonna take your word for it. I'm gonna get that cookbook as soon as it comes out, and you know, I'm gonna cook me up some delicious alternatives to mcdonald's and number fours <laughs> i mean avery's all the way down there just at fast food he's not even upgraded to like other stuff he's just he's silly mcdonald's mcdoubles right <laughs> yeah. 
It's all good. I mean, Robin, I mean, this, this has been awesome. Thanks for coming on, sharing your story, talking about it, helping people with their nutrition and you have goals to help people with their nutrition. You're going to do amazing things. Thank you. We're excited for you. Um, we're excited for your future. And, you know, if anybody wants to reach out to you, talk to you, um, where can they reach you? Maybe social media, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Robin's Friendly Eats is my um, Instagram account. So that's mainly the platform that I use. I'm also on Facebook is under the same name. Um, and I have a website also under Robin's Friendly Eats um, dot com. So you can reach me at any one of those. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm always here to help, to answer, to give people anything that they feel that they can get from me. Um, any advice, but yeah. Guys, go follow Robin. She has great advice. I'm sure she has great <laughs> advice for you, no matter what you're dealing with. Uh, give her a follow, talk to her. And Robin, again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yes, thank you so much for having me. All right, guys, that ends another episode of the Mind Shape Podcast. <laughs>